Welcome to Centerpoint Church, where we're all about loving and leading people to a life-changing connection with Christ. We're so excited that you decided to join us today, and we believe that no matter where you're listening from, this message will enhance your connection with Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. Fresh Fire. Uh, The title of my message is Understand the Assignment. If I, uh, you know, like in culture, it's like when somebody does something really good, you know, like, or they wore a good outfit, it's like, ooh, they understood the assignment. They, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing, all right? That's, so that's how, how it goes. There are some things in life that are partnerships. Like, they just go together, like bread and butter, right? <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly, yes. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. See? Kobe <laughs> and Shaq. You know, these things just go together. They have Millie and Vanilli, you know? <laughs> Thelma and Louise, you know, you know? For, for us different world people, Whitley and Dwayne, they just go together. They just go together. Ross and Rachel from Friends, they just go together. It's like these partnerships, like these people could exist by themselves and they probably do well, but it's just something about when they come together. How about China and the Holy Spirit. Y'all gonna cue my video? <laughs> hey, it's time for my video. 16 points to win. Okay. I'm gonna ask you the same five questions you can ask. Do- okay. Holy Spirit, activate. Oh no. Holy oh, Spirit, oh, activate. Oh, Holy Spirit, activate. Activate, activate. Oh. All right, let's go. Never used, it's never happened before. <laughs> Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit. I said, okay. Alright. We can kill it. Alright, guys. So I, I I really think this video is funny. It actually went viral, okay? People were using it million, like a million times a day. Like TikTok. Instagram reels, like it, it just like it became a trend. Holy Spirit activate all over the world. People are like, Holy Spirit activate. They don't even know who Jesus is. And they, Holy Spirit activate. I mean, just all kind of like, and, and I was like, you know, cause religion will tell us, oh my gosh, this is blasphemous. They're talking about the Holy Spirit, they don't know. No, I saw, I was going through TikTok. I saw like some videos that were like, I just had emergency surgery and I have to teach my class today. And she's like, Holy Spirit, activate. Now, now, even when Steve makes a joke, he says, you know, the next time I get to the DMV, just be like, Holy Spirit, activate. He said, or when you're taking a test that you didn't study for, Holy Spirit, activate. So it, it, it dawned on me that they're not too far off from the activation of the Holy Spirit. Because when I need to get through some things, Holy Spirit needs to activate. And I was like, we have like, y'all, like 7 million people around the world using a TikTok that's activating the Holy Spirit. And the amazing thing about it is all it takes is faith. If I put that on a video and start saying Holy Spirit activate, I bet you the Holy Spirit will be activated. He activated by the fact that they didn't ha- it didn't happen in church. He ain't confined to no walls and no building. The Holy Spirit just needs room. He just needs an invitation. And they all gave it when they said, Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit. When you're driving in the car and you need to, you know, you know, y'all know how we do, you know. Just ask, Holy Spirit, activate. And so today, guys, I get the pleasure of um, the Lord leading us down um, a Holy Spirit activation. All right? So let's go to 
Let's go to John 14. Child, the Lord about to have us all over the place. John 14, verses 15 through 18. And it says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him. And it doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later he will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. So this is a conversation that Jesus is having with the disciples because he's now finished his assignment on earth and is about to go back to heaven. And he's explaining to them that I'm going to leave, but I'm going to always be with you because I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. So sometimes we have this idea that the Holy Spirit is like this ooh spooky power that like do all this weird things. It says, I will send him, he, Holy Spirit. The first thing we need to recognize is that he is a person. Holy Spirit is a part of the God we say we serve. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Hello, somebody. This is a good class. And so what I, what I recognize is that, like, I, I looked at this, and it, and it says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And then it says, and I will ask. So I looked up the word and because I liked how it says, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments, and I will ask my father to give you an advocate. So I looked up and. You know, we know and is a conjunction. But it's used to connect words of the same part of speech, clauses, and sentences that are to be taken jointly. So that means that there is a connection with obeying his commandments and receiving the Holy Spirit. Wow, I had never seen that before. I never, I never knew that me obeying had something to do with the Holy Spirit receiving him. But the reality is, it is that through the Holy Spirit, I am able to obey. But I have to first receive. There's a surrender. Like when you live life in the Spirit, uh -uh, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go to Acts. Let's go to Acts. Let's go to Acts. Let's go to Acts 1 and verse 8. So the, the I, if you love me, I will obey, you will obey my commandments. That's the first part of our assignment. Acts 1 and 8 says, but you will receive power when, you, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Let's go to Matthew 28. Sorry, I'm jumping. Y'all got it? Can I beat the computer? Yes. <laughs> All right, Matthew 28, 18, it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. Let me hear you say, go. go. Therefore, go. 
yes, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Teach these new disciples to obey the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So what's the assignment? Therefore, how do we go? I heard it. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit says, and then you will receive power. And then after you receive the power, it says, then go witness, go tell. So let me help us understand the assignment. Therefore, uh uh-huh, going includes obeying the commandments of the Lord because he's the one that's going to tell us to go. So we have to learn that it is the power of the Holy Spirit that empowers us to go. God, Jesus, wouldn't leave us with, it, uh, with a command if, we didn't, if he didn't leave us with the ability to do it. What he calls us to do, he equips us for. Let me help you with that. It's the Holy Spirit. But here's the thing. You got to receive it. When Jesus, in this moment, the disciples are actually sad because they've been walking with Jesus. They've seen him do all of these miracles and all of these things. And they're like, dang, Jesus, where, 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 where are you going? You said you were going to die. You said you were going to return, you know, the kingdom back. So, you, so we good now, right? Jesus says, no, the assignment actually isn't complete until I go and his spirit comes. Because that was a part of the plan that Jesus, God would restore, turn things like Adam and Eve, they fell. God then had to send Jesus to put the world back right side up because we messed stuff up. We did. We did that. He sent Jesus, and then he says, now he needs to leave us on the earth to go and tell everybody about what he did through Jesus, but we need to receive the Holy Spirit in order to be able to do it. The issue is that we've allowed the enemy to make it feel like the Holy Spirit is a weird thing or, oh, that's spooky. No, the Holy Spirit is God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You know, in that scripture, Genesis 1, 1 through 2, it says, and his spirit hovered. Let me help you with that. God created the heavens and the earth by his word. You know what carried his word and made it become? The Holy Spirit. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. God said it, his spirit carried it, and it happened. You know that power? It lives on the inside of you. But if you don't receive it, child, you're going to be stuck. Let me help you with that. And sometimes we get caught up in the acts of the Holy Spirit. We like, Lord, we want to see miracles. We want to see signs. We want to see wonders. I do. But how about I embrace who he is in me first? And then it'll be easy for a miracle to happen because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. There's a scripture. I'm going to just flow. I got to go. There's a scripture that says if you believe in your heart and confess in your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'd be saved. Do you know how God raised Jesus from the dead? With his power. So let me help you. If you're struggling to believe in the Holy Spirit, you are struggling to believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. And I would have to question if you're saved. Because the Holy Spirit was a part of God raising Jesus from the dead. So if it says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. If you don't believe that the Holy Spirit was a part of that, you might not be saved. So I want you to check it. While you be, you know, you, I don't really want to do all that spooky stuff. Ain't no spooky stuff. The Holy Spirit is God. 
Bible. And if you're trying to understand it in your natural mind, it will throw you a little bit. It, it will. It's like, whoa, whoa. Oh, my goodness. What is what's that? It's the spirit that helps me understand what's happening. It's the spirit that, it, it, y'all, y'all, I don't even, this is the Lord's message. He got something to say to y'all. It, it's the spirit. And it, it, you should receive it because guess what? It was a gift. He gave us the Holy Spirit. So I just feel like if the creator, like the one that Jeremiah tells us he knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb, if he thought I needed a gift like the Holy Spirit, it would behoove me to receive it. And not just let it live there, but Holy Spirit activate. Because obviously there is something that he needs me to do. And let, let me just tell you, I'm going to like bring it all the way down. I'll tell y'all what receiving the Holy Spirit looks like. It looks like surrendering my thoughts, my plans, my will, my emotions. Let's go with emotions. When somebody does something to you, hmm, when they like roll up on you and talk crazy, and, and you want to let them know that you ain't the one, I'm, I know, I'm, I'm coming down somebody's row, and I ain't got to come down y'all's. I can come down my own. Okay, when somebody roll up on me and say some crazy stuff, I'll be like, hey, ooh, ooh, Holy Spirit activate, huh? Cause, cause you, you trying me. I'm gonna tell y'all a story. You know, I was somewhere, you know, this one time, and um, this one person, they, I'm gonna say they, they wanted to um, express some things to them. And, you know, I really, after the fact, like long after the fact, thank God for this moment because I recognize that the Holy Spirit was activated in me, okay? Because she came and she said some stuff that was real offensive. It was offensive. Like, you know, when somebody like, the audacity of you to even think that you should say this. It was one of those things. And um, y'all, if I could like, I'm going to tell y'all what happened in a moment. It was almost like the Holy Spirit that is within me stepped outside of me and got in front of me and was like, hey, I got this. <laughs> He just, he was like, he was like, don't even, don't, mm -mm, don't even do it. He said, I got this. That, you know what that took? Surrender. It took in that moment recognizing that, whoo, as much as this person deserves to experience my flesh, I am called to walk in the spirit. And you know something that I ask myself? I always ask myself, I don't know how I have the ability to ask myself like this in the moment when things be happening, but I just be like, hey, at the end of what I say, like after I say it, could I lead them to Jesus? Ooh, probably shouldn't be saying that. If what I say, when I get done saying it, I can't offer you Jesus, it ain't got no business coming out of my mouth. Because when I choose to follow Jesus, I gave up who I am. She don't exist. She actually, Brenda died. I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit. I move because God said, I'm like, go. Like, therefore, I know this, this is a lot to take in. You're like, oh my God, I don't have a life. No, you don't. I'm sorry. I, I hate to be the one to break it to you, but, but you don't. It's, it's my life is surrendered to the Lord. I'm y'all. Hey, I've been here for eight months. I never heard of a Marietta, but the Lord said, therefore go. He said, go. I was, I was like, Lord, you know, 
Something, you feel like you're about to move me or something, something's about to happen. I thought I was going to Nashville, okay? <laughs> Randomly on LinkedIn, Pastor John sends a message. Never heard of Pastor John, never heard of a Marietta. I saw Marietta, I was like, I'm not going to Georgia. That's not the Lord. I don't even know what that is. What's happening? I'm not, what is that? You know, that's the only Marietta I've ever known. You know, the Lord said, go. I came that weekend. Pastor John said, you sure? Yeah, you know, it's fine. It's Easter, but I'm coming. Let's go. Let's do it. Because guess what? My life ain't about me. I had to go so we can have this moment right here. Like, because God saw it before the beginning of time. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just riding. I'm just like, all right, okay, all right. We're going to go this way. All right, back over here. Like, that's, that's what life with Jesus is like. Because our lives are not about us. They are about us being present in the moment and following the leading of the Holy Spirit so that people can encounter Jesus. I'm sorry, but that job that you do, that you love or maybe hate, it ain't about you. It's so that the people that are there can encounter Jesus. I, I know, y'all don't wanna hear that. Y'all don't wanna hear that. Y'all don't wanna hear that. I know, it's, it's tough, because you think your life is about you. You need it, you need it. I, thank you. Thank you for saying that. But I know me, I don't want to hear that sometimes, you know? Sometimes I want to live life like I want to live life. But at, we, when we said, and it, it, we trick you, we do. We say, come give your life to Jesus. <laughs> it's the best thing that'll ever happen to you. <laughs> and it really is. But what we should say is, <laughs> you got to do it over and over again. Like the yes that you give right here is like, all right. I like this Jesus thing a little bit. You know, the pastor was pretty good. The music sounded, these people look like they're having fun. No, no, it's fun, but guys, it costs. It costs. It's worth it. It sure is. Best decision I ever made in my life. The Bible says in Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. Let me help you with what that means. If I go after God with everything on the inside of me, everything I could have ever dreamed of, desired of, it's added. You know what that means? I don't got to chase it. It chases me. I'm after Jesus and I'm like, whoop, that was a dream. Oh my God, let me get that. Oh my God, that was a thing in my heart. Because God isn't the kind of God that would ask you to sacrifice something and not give you better. He just wants to know if you love him more than it. Genesis, Abraham, Isaac was a promise. God said, Isaac, Abraham, I will give you descendants that number the stars. Then you know what he said? Take Isaac up the mountain and sacrifice him. Huh? What? My, hmm? What? Let me help you. Abraham had the spirit of God. Because you see what I just did, say, hmm? In the Bible that I read, Abraham ain't say nothing like that. He grabbed Isaac and the people, the servants, they went up the mountain. Abraham never had a second thought and said, hey, um, hey Lord, you said that you were going to give me descendants, and this is my seed. You want me to kill him? That Abraham, by faith, took his promise and said, I'll give it up for the Lord who gave it to me. That is what our lives look like. Abraham gets to the bottom of that mountain, leaves a couple people there. Because sometimes, hey, let me tell you, when you follow in the Holy Spirit, everybody can't go. Because there'll be some people that will be countering what the Holy Spirit is saying, and they'll mess you up. Abraham said, hey, stay right here. You know what he said? We're going up the mountain to worship, and we will be back. 
takes faith to follow the Holy Spirit. Because what he tells you to do, our natural minds can't comprehend it. But it takes faith. By faith, Rachel, we receive the Holy Spirit. So when Pastor John during Seek Week said, lift your hands if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, there's something on the inside of us that tells us we can't do it. Let me tell you, it's the enemy's job to make sure that you never awaken to the Spirit that is actually already on the inside of you. Because the moment you recognize that the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you, Satan can't mess with you. He wants, he, he wants you to stay dead to the fact that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. It says in the Bible that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. You know what that means? If we embrace that, if we embrace that, nothing, nothing, nothing could come at you because you're inside of me like the one that raised Jesus from the dead like y'all he was dead died and he raised him the same power is on the inside of you that thing that you facing that got you down let me tell y'all this message got a lot of weight on it because the enemy has been trying to take me out for the last four weeks the last four weeks I feel like I've been fighting for my life and I couldn't figure it out that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, God will turn this city out. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. We don't got time to be sitting here. People are dying because we are not on our watch. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Your life is not about you. It's not about you being comfortable. It's not about, oh, I, I don't know, no one cares. God left us here so that we can lead people to Jesus. And we're so stuck in ourselves that people are dying. When he wakes you up at 3 o'clock in the morning, you think it's just because you needed to roll over? Pray. Ask the Holy Spirit. It ain't, it's not, oh, no, no. If he wakes you up, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? There are prayer watch hours. Look it up. Google it. It'll tell you what's happening in the demonic realm during this hour. If he wakes you up at 4 o'clock in the morning, he trusted you with that, with that hour, with that 15 minutes. Hey, I'm so serious. I'm talking to mostly a room of believers so I can talk to you on this level. Wake up. Wake up. It's on us. He said, therefore, go into all the world. Some of us can't physically go. If you wake up or you're just walking around and you start thinking about another country, it's because God has dropped it in your spirit for you to pray for them. You can't go, but your spiritual prayers can go like this. If you don't get anything else out of this message, wake up. I don't know why I'm saying that, but wake up. Revelations, Jesus Christ, they don't got it. I'm gonna read it. Revelations three. 
there's a letter going to the church. This church is considered the dead church. It says, I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. Go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly as unexpected as a thief. Yet there are some in the church in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my father and his angels that they are mine. Anyone who he have ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. Here's the thing, There's a, there is the, the church, the body of Christ, the big church. There are a lot of things that we are doing for the sake of doing them, and they are not producing fruit. And God is saying, wake up, because people are dying because we are not in place. And it calls for us to surrender. That's all. It means, Lord, you can have your way. Whatever you want to do with me. Here's the thing. Jesus did a lot of miracles, like a lot of them. He cast out devils. He raised people from the dead. He healed them. And there was never a time where Jesus would do something and pray and nothing happened. He, he never would be like, ooh, wow. Well, may, maybe you didn't have enough faith. You know, maybe you weren't ready. Are you in sin? Jesus never had to question why something didn't happen because he always produced. He always did. You know why? Because Jesus lived a surrendered life. He said, I only do what the Father says and I only say what the Father tells me to say. Guess what? Holy Spirit does the same thing. He only speaks what the Father says. And sometimes we miss it because we like, I got Jesus. That's enough. Let me help you. Here's what it is. The Father is in heaven. Jesus is in heaven sitting at his right hand. You know what he's doing? Interceding for us. So here it is. God's in heaven and we down here messing up. And you know what Jesus is doing? Interceding like, hey God, look at me. See me. I know they messed up, but see me. See me. I handled it. I took it for him. I handled it. I took it for him. And the father is speaking to the Holy Spirit to lead us back to where the father wanted us to have us. But we keep calling on Jesus and Jesus is busy because we keep messing up. And he's like, hey Lord, See him through me. See him through me. See him through me. God, I already took it. I already took it. That's what Jesus is doing. And Jesus said, I got to go back up to heaven to handle that. But I'm going to leave you an advocate, a comforter, a partner who is unseen to walk you through life, to make sure that you do what I sent you here to do. And that was there for We have to receive the Holy Spirit. He's here. Like, he lives on the inside of us. So now it's your job and my job to awaken to what it is that he wants us to do. Therefore, go wherever it is that you go. Take Jesus with you.
Wherever it is that you work, wherever you go, who you talk to in the coffee shop, y'all, it's all so that they can encounter Jesus through you. And that don't mean you got to be, no, no, I'm not talking about that. At the very least, it could be a hello. It could be, can I get you some coffee? Jesus, God is love. So when you struggle to be like, hey, Brenda, what does that mean? Take Jesus everywhere. Just be loved. Just say hello. Stop looking like you, you mad at the world. Like your countenance should carry the spirit of God. If he lives on the inside of you, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, happiness, long suffering, which means sometimes you got to turn the cheek because your life ain't about you. I'm telling you, ask yourself this question. If after I do and or say what I'm about to do, could I still offer them Jesus? Because that's what it's about everywhere you go. My prayer is always, Lord, let my response be a reflection of you. So that when somebody encounters me, they encounter Jesus. And it don't don't take a lot. Because some of us be like, well, Brenda, I don't want to preach. You ain't got to preach. Just say, hey, how you doing? Every time I go to Target and the person is checking me out, child, they be like they had a rough day. Okay? So I just be like, how's your day going? You good? I was at the van store the other day. I wasn't buying these. It was just the other day. <laughs> it was just the other day, you know. And there was a girl there. And I kept, I just, she just kept talking to us. She didn't really want anything. She just kept talking. And Holy Spirit checked me and said, no, talk to her. She literally says, hey, you know, y'all got plans today? I'm like, no, you know. Then she's like, and then we say, yeah, we're going to church. And she said, mm, haven't been to church in like five years. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 someone needs to encounter Jesus. But if I'm so worried about myself and how I feel and what I got going on, I miss the opportunity to present him. And she starts to explain why she hasn't been to church. She's a Gen Zer. They see things differently, you know. The Lord's working on them. And I invited her to church. I also have a virtual Bible study that doesn't require her to come to the place that it's caused her hurt and pain. But I bet you she's going to get Jesus. I, I, I followed her on Instagram. I'm going to stalk her. I'm going to keep giving her Jesus. I'm going to just, hey, how you doing? You know, you want this? I, I did this little, little video this morning. You should check it out. You know, how you feeling today? You good? You want to go get coffee? You want to, because it ain't all about coming in this building. We come here to get filled up so we can flow out there. Michael, yes, come on, y'all. I, we got to go. Sorry. I'm just looking at the time. I, I think that, praise the Lord. This, this moment, I feel like, if anything I said, has hit your heart. Like, whether you know Jesus or you don't, he wants to invite us into a moment of surrender. And that simply looks like Whatever thing has gotten in between you and him, you got to lay it down. Because sometimes it's our problems. And anything that you obey, you become a slave to. And oftentimes it's our flesh. And in this moment, got to lay it down. The title of this series is Fresh Fire. And I believe that God wants to fill this place with a fresh fire. And not just this place, but this place. To create a hunger and a desire that we want nothing more than we want Him. And when 
when that's our testimony, when he asks us to sacrifice something, whether it's time, money, relationships, it becomes easy. Because if I'm after him and my life is surrendered to him, if he's asking me to give something up, it doesn't align with what he's calling me to do. So it got to go. Or it's a hindrance. And so all over this place, eyes closed, hands up, and you know your life better than I do. Have a moment with him. Have a moment with him. Close your eyes. It's not about the person next to you, because when you get to heaven, he's going to ask you about homie that was sitting next to you. He's going to ask you, what did you do? And I'm telling you, the thing I don't want is to get there and Jesus say, I never knew you. Lord, I want my heart intertwined with yours. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Have a moment with him. Right there, lay it down. In order to receive or awaken to the Holy Spirit, some of us have to empty out what's been holding his place on the throne of our hearts. So let him have it. Fear, anxiety, depression, that relationship, whatever it is. And since we're on surrender, somebody in here doesn't know Jesus yet. And just like Jesus had a word for Pastor John and Pat, he has one for you too. And it's simple. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever will believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the verse after that says, he didn't come to condemn the world, but that through Jesus, we would be saved. It's not about what you did, who you were, who you are. It's only about this moment with him right now. And I'm gonna ask you to take a bold step and meet me at this altar. We are all in a state of surrender because we all messed up. We all fall short. So if that's you, I'ma wait for you. He's pricking at your heart and he designed this moment just for you. And maybe you say, well, Brenda, I already gave my life to Jesus. Some of us need to recommit it, rededicate it. Say, hey, I know I walked away, but to repent means to turn from, go the other way. He already knew you were gonna do that. He chose you anyway. So now let's choose him. If that's you, raise your hand. Come on, meet me at this altar. Come on, he's waiting on you. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, amen. Man, let me tell you, 
I know we gave you some claps right now, but heaven is rejoicing. Man, everything we do here is about this moment, is that you collide with Jesus and may your life never be the same. From the parking lot to everybody you met in here, everything you see is all about this moment. Man, Jesus loves you so much and there's a call on your life, man. There are some people that are assigned to you, like they were literally, like you were born for them. Yeah, 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 Jesus loves you. Hands up, come on, let's go. And this is just a sign of surrender. Lord, I can't do this without you. I can't do life without you. Lord, we thank you. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. And just repeat after me, Heavenly Father, yeah, I come to you right now, just as I am. Lord, I believe that you sent your son to die on the cross. Yeah, and he rose again just for me. Come into my life and live your life through me. Yeah, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, may your lives never be the same from this moment forward. Yeah, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Let's rejoice, yeah. Amen. You guys can see. The prayer team's gonna come up and make sure you guys get Bibles and stuff. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Hello. Amen.